I don't know who to uh, thank, but whoever did this, Shekuch, is it in, in memory and honor of something? All the food? In honor of us? In honor of Akla Yisrael. It's a great honor. Beautiful honor. Um, uh, very fast, because we don't have that much time this morning, but um, I thank you. I, I'm, re- I'm noticing more and more the need, the, the, the feeling that I have whenever we any shear, just to thank everyone for coming. It's a lomuvan me'elav. It's not given. It's not given that in times like this, everyone sh- everyone's showing up, and everyone is showing up. And I just think that it's... Uh, I want to keep on pointing that out to every minion, to every shit, to everything. Everyone's showing up. And it's so, it's so inspiring, and it's so beautiful, and it touches my heart personally. It really touches my heart, so I just want to say thank you. And yeshakoach to everyone. It's Aleph. Um, Bez, I want to... It ties into what we're going to be learning today. We, I want to briefly share with you the experiences we had yesterday. Crazy. Um, I mean, some of you saw a little bit of, of what was going on over there. Uh, actually, I told him, I would tell him, Ellie, Rabbi Eli, you're saying what happened yesterday in the second spot, okay? You're, you're saying it, but do it like k- chick chuck. Sweet, Tell him quickly about Tel Aviv. Tel Aviv is beyond words. We will buy this Rosh Hashiva, Rav Granot. Rav Granot, yeah. The energy in the place, every every place was full. And the the women were all huddled together with the the, the mummy and and crying together with her and the family. And the men um, were... In a state where basically the Shlomo uh, once was noticed by the one of the sons, they decided they were uh, going to sing um, to be able to you know, oil it. I, I never saw this in the bass oval that they he, he was a played the piano with all his soul, the, the son Ada, and everyone sang two songs together. As the Shlomo told me, it was a song from uh, from the Gitz of Ginsburg. And also a song from Rosh Hashanah Rahman. And it was beyond words. I personally uh, never experienced something like this. And the panemius that came out was appalling. <coughs> and the, the Rosh himself spoke afterwards, Gigorim Niflaim, with awesome words. And, uh, you know, I, I just also know that now this Shabbos, we have to dive more than ever for all our. Violin. I know from inside uh, they can't say much other than it's really getting very, very serious now to the point of uh, <coughs> everybody needs to dive in full, full steam. This is a problem. So we shouldn't have to be going to those kind of places. Amen. Amen. If we do have to connect to Amen. such a light, it, the, the way they did it was beyond. The, it, was, it was literally what you said, the way they did it was beyond anything I've ever experienced in my life. And I thank you for coming with me also. That was something, and where's Moshe's here? It was, it was something that I'll... Someone wrote to me when they saw the footage. They said, if I didn't see you in the footage, then I, uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be sure, I, I wouldn't be so certain that it was real. Like, I think it's a stage or something. It's like a script or something. There are there are these moments in life like this, and yesterday was definitely one of them. 
And I want to go to not to the first one, because the first place we went to was in a yeshuv that I'd never been to before, a gorgeous yeshuv in the Shomron called Tzofim. Tzofim is close to Kedumim. It's like, uh, I'd say like 15 minutes kind of northeast of like Kfar Saba area, like, you know, like if you know the area at all. Absolutely breathtakingly beautiful and gorgeous. And I went, we went to the home of someone that, I don't know if I told you guys, someone that was in my class when we were growing up, um, and his daughter was, was gunned down at, the, at, the, at that event that, on Friday, that, and, you know, that, event, that festival that they, were, that they were all at. Which was crazy, because I thought to him, I, I know I'm getting older, but I didn't realize I already have friends that have kids that age, she's 22. So I asked him when I, basically when we got there, it took, I wasn't sure. I hadn't seen him in so many years and I didn't, I wasn't sure if I remembered his face perfectly. I remember the name. And when I walked in, I remembered exactly who he was. He was this tough, macho guy that I was always intimidated by in high school. Bichlal, when we got to the gate of the Shmirah of the Yeshuv, the very funny thing is that I see this, this, this like 60 year old guy that's doing Shmirah, obviously called him up from Elohim. And his smiley Yemenite, smiley beard. And I tell Moshe, wait, wait, hold on a second. Pull the, t- t- pull the window down. I looked at him and I said, Slicha, Slicha. A Rav Zdomi? I said to him, I said, are you Rav Zdomi? He was my eighth grade Rebbe in high school. Wow. Doing Shmira. And the issue, it took him a second. I said, Shlomo, he's like, Shh. I got out of the car. I went to go hug him. The guy doing the shmirah there starts screaming at me, get back into this car, you crazy, you can't come out of the car. And anyway, that was like that moment. But when I went, it was crazy. It was crazy. Ami feels such a small fan. It's just, it was unbelievable. Now, when we got to the ship, that ship house, this has to do with today's learning. Okay, I was thinking about it. Obviously, at these shiva houses, especially from, you know, from families that are sitting shiva over their loved ones that were killed from that rave, there's, you know, there's, this, there's such a deep pain in there over maybe, and someone brought this up at the shiva, guilt. How, maybe we didn't give our, our children the, the right Yiddishkeit. If we had we given over to them the right Yiddishkeit, maybe they wouldn't have ended up at that party, right? No one's saying this out loud. We can only hear this from the families that are talking about this at the shiva homes. So he said to me like this, the father, Elad. His daughter's name is Avia. He's like, I want to tell you something. She never was anti. She never, she had to figure out her own thing. But she said, like, whenever we were anywhere, she always did things in emuna context. She would always speak about things in Bekshirim Emunim. And with emuna context, and he said, he said to me, "Taroe ma adora ze doresh meitano? Laan anachu? Laan ma ze akazot omeret lano? Laan adoresh ma adora ma adora ze doresh meitano beomek alev? Ma ezes ezes besorash el akadosh baruchu anachu tzchim laavilem?" He said, "Like, do you realize what kind of a a, a godly representation this door needs? Like the chaver that were at that rave, some of the most." Biggest, beautiful neshamas looking, searching, wanting, wanting, longing, longing, longing. His daughter, he told me, that one time there was somewhere for Shabbos, her and her friends and some family came to visit where she was at in South America. And she said, and the father said to me that 
the relative that came to spend Shabbos with her was from, but obviously she said she wasn't holding in Shabbos, we were holding in Shabbos. And the relative wanted to do Kiddush, but they didn't know Kiddush by heart. So, the, you know, she, she said, you know, I could just turn on my... Someone said to her, you, you know, you could turn on your phone right now and just show it to the, the person who wants to do Kiddush. What's the problem? The father said, and this is where he had such a smile, a broken smile, a smile that will never be the same ever again. He said, I want you to know, my daughter got up in front of all her chevra, and she took the Kiddush cup, and she said Kiddush by heart that she remembered from our Shabbos table. So in her schut, Aviyah Bat Elad, those of you that have the Sefer, open up Kuf Memtet. Kuf Memtet. We're in the middle of the parak. We haven't had a chance to go through this in a long time. Nishar Sham Odach, or Sheotzenu Takol. And the, on the left. Yeshama? Are they all taken? Oh, they took it out already. Okay, they took it out. They took it out. Rav Yaakov Meir Shechter is in the middle of explaining to us how to give over proper chinuch on Shabbos, and he's saying specifically, we've been spending a lot of time around the meals. The meals are a time for tremendous, tremendous chinuch. Tremendous chinuch. So I want you to look at the top, look at the top right column. Do you see inside? He says in the bottom footnote, Aleph, Ma'agon Reb Shmuel, the Alyanov, Chad Ibnei Chala Shel Agon Reb Chaim Velozhne, one of the Talmidim of Reb Chaim Velozhne. Sham Muva Bezeh Haloshon, back on top. It says like this: Raui Sheteda Shekach Kibalti Mirabotai. You should know this is what I received from my from my Rebbeim. Biflat Miadmor Moreinu Reb Chaim Velozhne, Nishmasa Edem. Right, the one the Nefesh Chaim. What did they say? Shebizman Hazeh. Now, whenever you quote something that says Bazman Hazeh, you have to understand it just means it's even more and more Kharif today. So if they're saying 100, 200 years ago Bazman Hazeh, that means whatever it is now is even more and more and more accurate. Can you up the air or cold or whatever a little bit? Thank you. Shebizman Hazeh, Kashot Einam Nishmaim. Kashot enam nishma'im. That means no one hears anything when you say it with a harsh and heavy and, and loud <coughs> tone. Kashot enam nishma'im. Rak bidvarim rakim betovim. Only with soft and good words. Umi she'en tivo And if your nature is not to speak softly, Shachar, you're like the rebel of this. <laughs> now, if your nature is not to speak, so- your nature in a good way, I'm not saying the other way, your nature is to speak softly. If- <laughs> and their response is to immediately get angry at those that are going astray. He's like, you know what? You just patted yourself from a certain mitzvah. Not in a good way, like you're patur, but in like, you, you have no reshut. You have no, you can't do it. You're patur. You lost it. It's not yours. It's not yours. And you can't do this one. This is a mitzvah you can't do. Ki en mitzvah tochecha mitzvah bifnei atzma. 
Tochecha is not a mitzvah bifnei atzma. There's no Indian of saying tochecha l'shem tochecha. Right? Ela yesh ba matara vehachshara le'ashiv etachotel le'aviv shebashamayim. The purpose, if anyone's going to have the chutzpah to go on that route, where Reb Nassim already said, he speaks about this extensively, about really if anyone can have any shaykhus, he was asked quite often after when you learn a zamran, likote maran, you then have a question, so can, how do you fulfill the mitzvah of tochicha? And he said, famously, he said, let's do all the other mitzvahs, right? And after we do all the other mitzvahs, let's leave that one and figure out like how to do that one. But like, First, figure, figure, out, figure out the rest, right? So he says, But if you're going to rip into someone for anything, you, you, you're achieving the opposite. You're going to get the exact opposite of it. And you're not doing any mitzvah, even though you're under the impression that you're, uh, you've taken upon yourself. You know what ends up being uh, heated up at that moment? Just you. Just you. It's just your anger. It's just your anger that brings it. And Rav Yaakov Meir comes back here. And he says like this, My Eitz says always, Eitz HaTovah Mo'ila, Lo lomar liyaldom musar betochecha be'ofen shlili. Never, ever, Tell your child, give your child musr, give, give your child tochecha or musr in a negative way, pointing out what they did wrong and how wrong they are in any, ever. Because if that's all you're doing, saying to them, more than what they hear about fixing their ways, they hear more, you hate me, you're hurting me. You brought me to this world. You weren't able to supply the goods the way that I need it. And now you're really angry at yourself and you're taking it out on me. Sorry. <laughs> but that's what the child's neshama hears. Boom. Right there. That's it. Boom. <laughs> and all you end up, is saying, is a, is a child walking around. Pagua mm-hmm. ishit. It, it does nothing. Nothing to bettering their lives, bettering their relationship with Hashem, or any type of form of a strengthening in Torah and Mitzvahs. Nothing. Meanwhile, you're sitting there and you're like, but my purpose of saying this was that they should know right from wrong and that they should have more zechia of Kiyah Mitzvahs. And that's bichlal, not what's coming, what's coming across. So if, if he's learning this out from Reb Chaim of Elohim, Rebchaim Veloshin, how long ago was Rebchaim Veloshin? Huh? End of the 1700s. He was 250 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. So, Hakal Vachomer, he's saying this, that that's the Shita back then. Yeah. You're not, the child's not going to remember any word that was said. All the child's going to remember is, I was embarrassed right now. That's all the child's going to remember. Because the anger that they have now for being ripped prevents the child from being able to hear anything else. So it, just the context of this shir is that he says, do you know when people decide to like point things out more than ever? Parents, when do they... like? 
point things out more than ever. Together. At the Shabbos table. At the Shabbos table. <laughs> Why? Because for some people, that's the only time that they're together. Right? <laughs> for some, sometimes, right? That's why it's like this, this avoda that he's pounding on for months and months to us about, that at the Shabbos table, you can either create the most beautiful image and version of what it means to have a Yiddish home, or you could machriv the house at the Shabbos table as well. You could burn down your own home. You could burn down your own home. There are people told today, their mamish PTSD just from the Shabbos table experience growing up in their house. And then there are those that you see, no matter how low they've fallen or whatever, they hold on to something. Why? Because of the Shabbos table. It's, it's either way. It's either way. So when I was, you know, when I was looking at this piscalvi here, I was thinking to myself that, you know, there, there are a lot, a lot of chevra that, and this, we have to look at what Hashem is, you know, showing to us. There are a lot, a lot of chevra that, of course, when they're at this moment in their life, when they're caught in the gunfire, and they know, of course, I'll pee anything that, it's not where they're supposed to be, right? In the, in the, whatever version of how they, the truth was given to them initially. So, you know, we always try to give excuses when we do bad things and we hide from Hashem. Do you know what they were doing? And there's footage of this. Screaming Shema Yisrael. Wait a second, a second ago you're... Because there's... Emal Asot. You know, Rabbi Yosef Bronstein put out this amazing video right before, I don't remember, dates or anything. Before Simchas Torah. It's like, that, that's all I remember. And it's based on Rabbi Tzadok kind of Lublin. Tzaddik's brain is just amazing. I don't, did any of you see this story that he put out? It's like a five-minute thing about which are the dagim uh, shebayam uh, that are metamim and not metamim. Did you see this? What's the only um, the only animal? It's based on Tzaddik. I forget what to say for him. Anything in the introduction to the Arzarua. What's the only animal that is mekabel uh, tuma? The only fish. Sorry, that's that. Uh, for halachic, it was something about midos. I forget exactly what it is, but what's the only uh, sea creature that is basically metame, makabel toma? A seal, a kelevyam. Why? Because in times of danger, where does it retreat to? The land, and not to the water. So it's, it's a whole binion that Reb Tzadik, this brilliant thing that Reb Tzadik does, where he says that you see where people retreat to is what they're all about. Is what they're all about. So, it, you know, we, where do we retreat to? Like the fish, to the water, to the, to the Torah, right? to Hashem, regardless of whatever it was. Those, and if, if, if while I'm trying to give over Yiddishkeit to my child, I believe that the more softer and the more pure that I give it over to them, they'll always retreat back to the water. You know, that tahara, that tahara will last forever. Mamash, it'll, it'll, it'll last forever. And the Shabbos table is just an amazing, amazing opportunity where these things take place. And some of the chevra are more involved with, you know, chevra that feel closer to themselves at raves than they do in shuls. 
Do you blame them? I don't blame them at all. Mapitom. Do you remember there's a famous story how there was an article in one of the Jewish magazines that in the 70s about, I think it said 70%, um, 70% of today's youth uh, wants nothing to do with the world of, uh, of synagogue today, the Jewish youth, right? And uh, they were like ridiculing, like, look how the look kind of door it is. And so Reb Shlomo wrote back a letter to the editor and they actually published it. And he said, do you know, he's like 70% of the youth don't want to have any affiliation with Judaism because they actually want to have an affiliation with God. <laughs> Meaning there's a door, there, there, there's a whole door, there's a whole door and it's still alive in Chayvikayim today, especially the most beautiful Israeli Chavra, my God. You know, the most beautiful, you know, I went, if I, the little interaction I still have in the music scene, I see it, I see it, it's like, it's just what they say, the words, they, how they talk about the world, how they talk about the vision of the world, Nachon. It doesn't sound like the shtetl at all. That's because they're under the impression that their parents brought them here or that they came here in order to live a, 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 a world of Geula and not of Golis, not an exiled version of having a relationship with Hashem. And I think that it's, right now it's easy for us to like, feel like that in the name of Achdus and everything. But the greatest million-dollar question is, how am I going to continue to think and feel like this once we wipe out a Malik? And then it's just us. And all of Gush Katif is all back. And they're all out of here. So then, okay, but then what's going to be? Am I going to go around? You know, how, What's going to go back? What am I resorting to? What am I retreating to? Like part of the tefillah that we have right now in our midst is, save us. L'shem that a new me trusts enough in the love that I'm feeling right now to continue to emerge and be the face of Yiddishkeit and be the face of Shabbos once we're out of here. We've had very good examples over the years of people that lived their lives like this. Look at any word the Rebbe ever said about Jewish people. Take anything the Rebbe ever said about how to talk to, to people. You have enough ammunition for forever. We have. We have it all in our arsenal. I give us a bracha that we should have. We should be amongst those that are that carry a torch of a completely or chadash that's coming down to the world right now. Whatever was, lo is not anymore. And the rachmanis that Hashem should have in all of us is that Hashem. The only the only deal we need is that in order to be the shluchim nemanim, you just you got to keep us all alive. It's like a little bit of a deal, you know. You gotta, like and all the chaver we want to like do this love with and everything like. You, you just got to keep them alive so that this, this, this dibur could come, could come lemaisa. That's it. It should become lemaisa. It should be a holy, beautiful, sweet, soft, quiet yom shekulo shabbos. Amen. 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 Amen.